Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K-food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Chung. Lots of greetings for Chef Chung coming into the studio and uh, Stacy's saying you look as good as ever today. Ah, thank you. Good morning, everybody. And I think, you know, my ever is uh, <laughs> on a slightly lower level than other people's is ever. But I appreciate no. you pointing it out. I would love to know what you look like in like high school and middle school and even as a little oh, toddler. Oh, you want actually, you know what? Maybe I will throw, post, throw up on those photos one of these days. Actually, I'm... I'm not proud of how I look, uh-huh. but it is hilarious. Oh really? Yeah, my, my wife says I my wife see. says I look like a little pujangnim back then, like a <laughs> like a little company middle manager. I, had, I had even to, back in high school. So I had my hair slicked back in oh, high school. Yeah, it wow. Was, it was during that era. Um, I'll, I'll I'll put it in. I'll just very succinctly. Mm-hmm. Growing up. Yu Sun-jun, Steve Yu was a hero of mine. Oh. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that I, and let you fill in the blanks as you may. Um, my imagination. Yeah, I'm going to bring in a wild. photo. I looked yes. amazing. Not great. <laughs> amazing. Just hilarious. Uh, Vaso's on board from Greece. It's late there, but she's uh, been tuning in a lot recently. He says, uh, Gordon Ramsay recently said that Greek cuisine is better than Italian. Oh. I'm here and ready for a Friday. What's your take on that? Is he causing beef between the Mediterranean countries? I don't know. I mean, I they're they're almost incomparable. I mean, they're right next mm. to each other. But I love Greek cuisine. Yes, I love. I, I think I think phyllo dough, and especially watching phyllo dough being made, especially oh. in the uh, the factories that make it by hand, is so satisfying. And everything you can make from it, spanakopita. You know, growing up in New York, spanakopita was one of those things that was kind of a staple. Um, in, in New York, there's a Greek there's Greek diners. Nice. And so they'll serve American classics alongside uh-huh. a lot of kind of Greek cla- classics as well wow. and yeah just uh, especially the way that in Greece they they'll they'll treat a simple ingredient like seafood mm-hmm. and just you know just treat it with the utmost respect and just prepare it simply and perfectly mm. Wow, Vaso. We've got lots of people in the Greek corner. Italian cooking for our Italian listeners is obviously delicious and I think much more easy to find in Korea than Greek cuisine. Yeah. There used to be a couple of good ones in Itaewon, but yeah. I don't know if they're still there. Unfortunately, that's the double-edged sword, right? Things move so quickly here in mm. Korea. New things are available all the time, but sometimes that means older trends sometimes fall by the wayside. Oh, it's a little mm. sad. Well, unfortunately, if today's ingredient was stray and I found it, I'd probably bite its head off and eat it I wouldn't adopt it at all <laughs> no and there you know you know what and I wouldn't blame you there are so many of them around I mean they you know they're the the ocean is just filled with them and we're talking about teha today which teha. is a very special type of shrimp or prawn here in Korea oh so Leon heard me say the Korean and kind of just I think translated it literally big Prawns, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, actually. So the te actually does refer to large in this sense. So yeah, uh-huh. that's one of the great things about Korean is that, you know, so we have hangugo, but we also have ha- uh, hanbun. Mm-hmm. And then and those words can be broken down to this individual character. Yeah. So good on you, Leon, for uh, sussing that out. Well done. So yeah, teha are the larger. There's also chungha as well, less common. But ah. teha is what uh, we're talking about today because okay. it's so seasonal. We've got a photo of lots of different types here, right? Yeah, so we're, I want to kind of go over all the different types. Oh. 
types oh, of shrimp available okay. in Korea. How many of these have you had? Oh my uh, goodness, Peter? there's like eight here. Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely had the Deha. I've definitely had that Hongseo, which looks more red, and that's in the center of the top mm -hmm. row. Uh, black Tiger Seo. I'm sure I've seen that and eaten that. The big one, what is that? King Tiger Seo. King Tiger Seo. I've definitely had that grilled mm -hmm. when it's mm -hmm. massive on your way. plate, right? Mm -hmm. And then the little ones, if they are little, I've caught a lot in rock pools over the past, like, I don't oh, know, year or two. We sure. go over to the West Coast. Yeah. But they're tiny, the ones that I'm catching. I wonder if they grow to a bigger size. I think the scale might be a little misleading uh -huh. because those can also grow to be very, very large. Oh, let's wow. uh, let's okay. jump into these a little bit more in depth. Yeah. So we have the Hindariseo first. Mm -hmm. So these are your, your very standard types of shrimp or prawns. Okay. Um, you know, these are the ones that, you know, kind of your everyday sort of eating. All right. Mm -hmm. And the majority of these are brought in from uh Latin America, South America, and some from Southeast Asia as well. You might get them frozen. Might in, get, in mo the most of the times, actually. Bags. So that's okay. the thing. Even when you find these shrimp fresh mm -hmm. at the seafood counter, most likely they've been thawed. Ah. That's not a bad thing. Okay. So they're they're IQF. They're individually quick frozen on the boat the minute that they're caught. Oh, wow. So if they're making a journey all the way around the world, mm -hmm. that's honestly the freshest way you're going to get them. Sure, like just after they're caught. I heard with frozen veg as well. If it's frozen on site, that can like lock in a lot of the nutrients. Peak and of stuff. the season, wow. exactly. So it's not a bad thing necessarily that they're frozen. So that literally means white legged prawn. White legged <laughs> prawn. Okay. That's okay. right. Next we have Hongseu. Uh huh. So. So these are sometimes marketed as Argentinian or Patagonian red shrimp. Ooh. These are interesting because they're these aren't cooked. These are <gasps> this is what it looks like when it's what? raw. Yeah, because the other ones mostly turn red. They like turn this pink, but these are naturally red. Do they pink. turn blue or gray when they cook? <laughs> no, they actually turn an even brighter, vibrant red. Wow. Yeah, and I think you might have seen these. These are very popular at some of our hypermarkets. Most oftentimes, though, they're sold frozen because okay. again, they're coming from Argentina. Uh, they're they're fantastic. They're they're sweet. They're tender. They're just a little bit more special. Okay. Not quite as special as Arteja, but yeah, but I think maybe on a sushi menu I might have seen a Hongseo. There, and there's it was very, red very on likely there. you might have seen one yes. there. Okay. Next one is a very special one. So we're kind of going into in, into kind of specialty shrimp Ooh, territory. Now. I like it. I love so shrimp. So next we have Tohaseu. <gasps> My mum's name is Toha. Oh, I've well, never you know, heard of this before. Well, I you know what? For her. I think you need to get it for her, but uh, <laughs> you might want to save up your pennies because. Oh. It's one of the most expensive shrimp out there at uh -huh. about 150,000 Korean won per kilogram. <gasps> what? So if you notice, look at this belly. Their row is bright blue. Oh, yes. On the bottom side there. And they can grow to be the size of a grown man's hand. Oh, is that the scale we're looking at? Goodness gracious. These, I think, are a little bit of the smaller ones. Okay. Still very large, yes. but they can grow to be enormous. And is this like eating, being served like raw here, it looks like? Most oftentimes oh, raw. Wow. Because the flesh is, it's very sweet and tender. Nice. I want to try that. And then next we have Pori's Heo, which mm -hmm. might be one of my favorites. I should have gotten a bigger photo. I didn't realize the resolution. My apologies. But it's huge. The actual shrimp there on someone's hand again. Yeah. So these are these are so good. The mm -hmm. the the so the technically the season for these is September to December, but. Uh -huh. 
re- in reality, the window is much smaller than oh. that. It's because they only thrive in warm waters here oh. in Korea. So there's only kind of a small period where they've been matured long enough so that they're big and sweet, uh-huh. but the water is still warm that you can catch them. I've definitely had those raw on top of rice. I'm yes. Thinking, so right? these yeah. are also known as orori, but mm-hmm. also you might find dried shrimp known as poriseu. Ah, okay. And they you know, they're, they're all the same types, but those, the dried ones are, are caught when they're much Does, smaller. Do you know if the body here is like what we commonly know body as like barley? Yeah, it's the same, it's the same barley, but it has nothing to do with it. Okay. You know, it's not grown in barley <laughs> sure. patches. It's just named you that know. way. Okie dokie. So next we have taxeu, uh, <sighs> or technically taxeu. So I thought oh, it was, really? I always thought it was Yeah, with the sung digger. Right. Because I had these. You can deliver these now, right? So you know what's funny? Right. You know where this photo's from? Where is it? It's from Tangan Market. Oh, you can <laughs> buy them on there. It's like Korea's equivalent of uh, <gasps> Craigslist, essentially. <laughs> yes. Someone was selling them on Craigslist. Wow. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they are the new trend in delivery food. You get them on this ice platter. Yeah, they are yeah, de-shelled. Yeah. They also give you the heads deep fried for some reason, but they're very hard, the shell. On yeah, the, on the head I think I think the, the deep fried head, I think you either have to be, <laughs> have very strong teeth or, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're there for the fact. So these, technically not a shrimp. They're technically a lobster. They do look a bit different yeah. to the other shrimp we've seen. Okay, aren't these famous down in Jeju as yes, well? Yes, they think, are. Right? They're, uh, okay. they're, they're, they're uh, Jeju tak. Takseo is also mm-hmm. a very famous one. And then we have Seojot. We've talked is, about this a lot. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. It's a whole other category. We need to do our own episode just on this. This is an ingredient in many of the dishes we've done or seasoning, right? There are so many different types. There are over a dozen different types depending on the size and the region oh. and the season. It causes arguments. Like literally my <laughs> wife and I were arguing in bed last night <laughs> about like, you know, what seasons Seojot it is right now. Oh, mm. I see. So yeah, these are the types. Tiny shrimp, which is super salted, right? And then They're fermented. Ah, uh, fermented. And that's what gives them the super saltiness. And we've talked about eating it with like pork belly and mm-hmm. whatnot. It's delicious. Yeah. Okie dokie. And then... Uh, uh, one, okay, so we have kotseo. And mm-hmm. I think the this is one of the, the most special seo that you can find in Korea. Also oh. extremely expensive. Probably, the they cost about $10 per shrimp what yeah and these aren't like as big as your hand no here, right? these are these are quite small <gasps> uh-huh. so the original name is mulongashi pulgunsheo which is the most literal name <laughs> soft uh soft thorned soft antennaed red shrimp Goodness. very very uh very very literal uh-huh. so they're extremely expensive and the best ones are caught off the coast of tokdo oh okay so that's got a bit of patriotism right going and on they're there. extremely expensive because they live uh 200 meters below the below the surface oh wow so yeah, of course we're not diving down there to get them sure. but they they come up very rarely uh, and then a last little mention. Honorable mention, not a Korean shrimp at all, but the carabinero shrimp uh, found in the Mediterranean. Um, uh, actually, it's these are probably found in Greece. I can't, I don't know what's going on with the resolution of the photos. I'm okay. pretty sure I, I downloaded These I had in Portugal, oh. and they are hands down the best shrimp I've eaten in my life. Oh my goodness. What, what is so special about them? They, so they're, they're extremely sweet and oh. extremely red. Uh, they're large, uh, maybe uh, maybe about 30 centimeters large. Goodness. And when you when you have them, it, it it's 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 better than lobster as far as I'm concerned in terms of like that, that pop, that tanger, tanger texture and the sweetness. It's like all of it 
amplified up to 11. <laughs> I am in shrimp heaven. They're one of my favorites. Uh, lots of people messaging in today. I think today's ingredient might be the most universally liked because often we've had a little bit of at least maybe 30, 70 sure. split. I think everyone likes it. Unless you've got an allergy. You like prawns and shrimp, That's right? true. And, but but I, I don't think anyone still hates them. They might mm. fear them, but I think they understand <laughs> the appeal. I think you're right. I think this might be the gateway seafood for most people. The I first one so. that they really end up loving. You got a message from Argentina there. I do. So Raul says, I, you can see his thought process. So <laughs> first he says, looks like Patagonia shrimp, but, but yeah, smaller. I'm not close to the sea. That's why seafood is not often on my table. Oh. I'm sure that he gets a lot of great beef out there, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Matt. That's a shrimp we have in seaside cities. Indeed, Matt. <laughs> and it's expensive. And you know it's expensive here, too. Oh, But really? it is a treat. Yeah, Leon saying, I usually eat tiger prawns here in Singapore. And a famous local dish here, we've got a photo of it, is called oh. prawn noodles. You can have it dry or with the soup. And this is the soup version. Oh, that looks incredible. Oh, yes, anything with prawns and noodles together. Because you often find the prawns in like any fried noodle dish sure they sure. just add the texture that that bouncy mm-hmm, texture that mm-hmm. you need so good leon thank you very much tropic girl says oh yes please matt this is amazing content thank you we <laughs> need this sort of education on every species of food you feature for us loving it thank you nice i know what to expect when i visit patagonia someday in the future why are the smallest things in life sometimes the most expensive <laughs> tell me about it caviar truffles diamonds <sighs> Oh, yeah. yeah, and a lot of the meats from a lot of the shellfish that are hard to get, mm-hmm. those are also always expensive. Absolutely. It's no pain, no gain, Tropical, mm-hmm. I think. And Raul also just uh, saying that in Spanish, prawns are langostino, shrimp are calamar. Calamar. A uh, little Spanish lesson. Obviously, they are different. So if sprint, shrimp are calamar, well, it's uh, camarones, because that's the, that's the term that I always oh. knew. But that, that also could be a Mexican-Spanish term, because I grew up cooking in, uh, in Arizona mm. among mostly Mexican chefs. But camarones is, uh, is essentially what we, um, what we called okay, them. Okay, let us know, Raul. And Cisco mm. also says, oh, there's something called oatmeal prawn. Mm. And Leon says, yeah, we've got it. It's a famous prawn dish, cereal prawn. And you're going to send a photo. We'll show that a bit later. And I am really curious about shrimp and prawn because growing up in the UK, I rarely came across the word shrimp. Apart mm-hmm. from shrimp, no, not even then. It was prawn potted cocktail. Sh- potted shrimp. Potted shrimp, perhaps, potted shrimp, yeah, right? but that wasn't a favorite. But mm-hmm. in every case, pretty much, we called them prawns. I didn't know what shrimp was. I thought it was completely different. Right. And then American uh, Americanized uh, English speakers will refer to almost all of them as shrimp. But then ah. certain varietals say tiger prawns Okey or king dokey. prawns as prawns. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's really murky okay in uh, in in british in british english and in commonwealth english mm-hmm. most the default is prawns oh yes unless if you're talking about certain things like um potted shrimp or shrimp chips okay, or actually okay. no yeah prawn chips as well yeah we call them prawn crackers prawn crackers but yes. i'm talking about the the but and then and then in americanized english mm-hmm. the default is shrimp Prawns are kind of seen as maybe something bigger, a mm. little bit more luxurious, maybe some of the more wild varieties. Okay, okay. As you can see, <laughs> there is no difference in the sense that there's no uniform difference. Okay, okay. Ta- like biologically speaking, there's some 
some, and this is not across the board, mm. it comes down to the number of legs, six versus ten. But oh. this is also not consistent across the board. I see. So I really wish I could say that there's one rule mm. as to the prawn versus shrimp. One thing I can say is basically where you are or... What you know? What kind of English speaker you're speaking to mm -hmm. will determine whether it's a <laughs> uh, prawn or a shrimp. Not yes. the not the animal itself, but the listener. Yeah, Tropico K says I was always bemused why England call everything shrimp. Shrimp in uh, sorry prawns. Mm -hmm. Prawns in Mary Rose sauce. It's a classic pub sandwich. Sure. We have prawn cocktail mm -hmm. crisps, which are a favorite yep. and so delicious. Uh, I'm glad though that there's no strict rules there because then we can't really be wrong. We're all no, kind of right. No. <laughs> Again, yeah, it, you know, where, wherever you are, the you know, language, especially food language, it's a it's a living thing. Mm -hmm. It evolves, it changes, it takes on, it puts on new outfits wherever it goes. So Deha is the star of the show. We've gone through the whole remit of prawns or shrimp or whatever you want to call them here. Why Teha? So we have a photo of it for you right here. So this is Teha, and you can see they're not the biggest, but they're not the smallest either. No, they're they're very you know they're 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 a wonderful you know wild you know uh, they're not you know, they they can be farmed, but most oftentimes mm -hmm. they're caught wild. Okay, and so as a result, Teha are the most available native wild shrimp to Korea. Oh, really? So okay. we've seen some of the very expensive, ultra-exclusive, mm -hmm. deep-sea diving <laughs> shrimp that you can find off the coast in Korea. Yeah. And then we found the ones that are for mass global export and sure. the ones that we import in from the larger sh uh, shrimping companies. Teha is right in the middle. Okay. So when it's in season, it's extremely available. Ooh. It's it's meant for everybody. It's not out of it's it's perfectly within most people's budget. Mm -hmm. But it's also wild. It can be found in the wild still, not farmed. And as a result, it has. It has what they call in the wine world terroir. Like it, it tastes <laughs> like the water it comes from. Oh, yeah. Nice. So as a result, they taste very unique. If you ever get a chance to come in Korea during the winter times and try Taeha because there is no other shrimp quite like it. Is it the season now? It's like... the season. Not now, unfortunately. Uh -huh. So if you've noticed, we don't have a video package for you today. Uh -huh. It should be in season by now. But okay. again, it's according to the, to you know, we've had a pretty unseasonably warm, mm -hmm. uh, was it a, a September this year? So yeah. the season has not started yet, unfortunately. Uh, so any so minute, hopefully. Any minute, <laughs> and then maybe we'll find an excuse to get you a Teha video later this yes, season. Please. But yeah, right now, probably, I'm, I'm assuming at 11 o'clock, once we're done with today's episode, yeah. that's the moment they'll be in season, <laughs> they'll right? Open That's the doors. how it works. But it is the best time for Teha because this is what happens. See, go and lay their eggs in the mud in mm -hmm. the early summer. Yeah. And then they go out to the deep sea where they fatten up in the relatively safe waters during uh -huh. like, you know, July and August. Yeah. And so there they're away from the predators. They go down really deep. And then now they come back home after <laughs> feeding all summer and they're plump and juicy oh. and they're ripe for the picking. Wow. Deha is one that you can have raw, right? You can have raw, but it's best cooked okay. because it's not quite as sweet mm. as, say, like a kotel or whatnot. Ah. You can even tell by the flesh. The flesh is kind of more similar to your standard prawn okay. than to, you know, the one of the sweeter, more delicate varieties. Um, and as a result, because of their freshwater to seawater uh, mm -hmm. kind of migration patterns, you, you, you of course, should devein and clean all your shrimp. Uh -huh. But it is extremely important to devein and cl uh, clean these shrimp because... 
the wild caught ones, mm-hmm. they do burrow in the mud. And so if uh. you don't, their digestive tract, it can taste a little murky and a little gritty if you don't. Definitely I mean, it won't kill back. you, but uh-huh. you just won't get the full experience unless if you take the effort to clean them. Okay. And, and we saw earlier, your first one that you showed us, the white-legged Hindadiseu, mm-hmm. Kind of looks similar. Is there a way to tell easily between the two? So it's 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 what I come to, what I call the unicorn horn and the dreadlocks. Oh, so okay. The one on the top is mm-hmm. a hindarisheu. That's the most. That's the the kind of standard shrimp prawn that we mentioned before. This yeah. is the one of the most common types that are exported around the world. Okay. If you look at the one on the bottom, that's the teha. Chayonsan uh-huh. means that it's wild caught. Yeah. Look at its forehead compared to the one on the top. It has a much larger serrated horn at the yeah, top. Yeah, much longer. And its antenna is much longer as well. Oh, so the I antenna see. for true uh, wild caught <laughs> teha should be about two to three size the length of its entire body. That is incredibly yeah. long, isn't it? Wow. And then if you look at the tail, you can see the coloration. And uh, so the what looks like a stinger on the back, uh-huh. that's actually a little kind of jet propulsion system. That's where it squirts water to help it swim. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's much more pronounced. Yeah, it's much teha. more pronounced. So those are the basic differences. And then hindariseo at the top, Top, like mm-hmm. you mentioned before, means white-legged shrimp, yeah. white-legged prawn. Legs are white. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. the legs are much more a, a kind of ready color for the deha. Yeah. Right? I see. And those are the major differences. Otherwise, some unscrupulous, uh, what is it, um, uh, <laughs> fishmongers might try to pass off the wrong product to you. I see. And there's nothing wrong with the hindariseo, but it's just something different, and you're missing out if you, uh, if you get cheated. <laughs> Download the Arirang Radio app on your device for free. It's Arirang. A-R-I-R-A-N-G Radio. Uh, lots of you sending in messages. Noor from Malaysia saying butter prawns and fried ones. I'm <sighs> guessing deep fried ones. Still the best for you. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. so hungry. Deep fried prawns are really They good. really are good. And then especially when the heads are tender. Mm. Uh, uh, Vaso... And excuse me from pronouncing this cr- incorrectly. Basso, my Greek. I was a cl- oh. I used to be a classics major. Okay. I, 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 basso, basso. Uh, fun fact: I'm afraid of shrimps because they have many legs. Oh no, that's a very unfun fact. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you actually look at a shrimp mm-hmm. after it's cooked or when it's raw, it is a bit freaky with that's its true. like googly eyes and its horn and stuff like that and the antennas. I'm gonna say at some point aliens are gonna come visit us in the future and <laughs> and they're gonna be very puzzled by our dietary uh, uh, habits. Uh, Leon says, a salted egg yolk prawn for me, please. Oh, that sounds amazing. I love salted egg yolk. Yeah, I did try the crisps recently. Mm. I've not actually tried salted egg yolk itself. Those were delicious. Yeah. And then, you know, salted egg yolk, it's almost like like Parmesan cheese and just like that oomph that adds to a dish. Uh, Raul, fried prawns mixed with veggies, fries, and onion rings are a famous dish here. Oh. With onion rings? I like anything with onion rings, mm. thank you very much. Uh, one last one from Stella as well. Yeah, with the difference between sh- uh, shrimp and prawn in Chicago, well, about six ninety nine per kilo or ten dollars <laughs> per plate. It's true. So that's why I said, like in 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 American English, prawns are generally referred to like the tiger or the king prawns. Uh-huh. So they're almost exclusively used for the larger, more luxurious varieties. Mm. Even though in the UK, the smaller like hindaris you'd yes. still call that a prawn. Yeah, absolutely. and that's the big regional difference between the two. 
film. Yeah, because I think it was in uh, what's that film? Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks. Didn't his like colleague go back to the south and or wanted to go back to the south and start a shrimp restaurant mm-hmm. down south in the US? I think a lot of it was like these tiny little shrimp in big cups and like scooping them yeah, out. Yeah, so it was a, as a as a as a shrimp boil or a low country mm. boil. Um, I, I I spent a little bit of time in Maryland mm-hmm. and uh, there they're known for. You know, putting Old Bay in everything—it's uh, a—it's a spice blend, and yeah, you just go through pounds and pounds of it, and wow. you just—you just throw it out onto a table, and you just go ham on your shrimp. We've got one photo here from Ing in Malaysia, and uh, this looks rather intricate oh, as a on. dish. Oh come on! You cannot do this to me right now. What that is going on insane. here? It's not just shrimp, is it? It's uh, prawns being one of the ingredients of a Lunar New Year dish called Poon Choi, mm-hmm. a smorgasbord of seafood and meat items all together. Oh my goodness! What were we doing the other week? What was it? Shin San Lo. Shin San Lo. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks almost as intricate as that, but yeah. more delicious. Perhaps. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, just because it's it's half shrimp on top. I mean, I I, I would pick this one every day. Thank you. I, you know, I, I might I might have offended some of the patriots out there, <laughs> but I'm sorry if Chinsunlo has got to look like that. Yes. All right. So in terms of the way Taya is eaten here in Korea, mm-hmm. we've gone through kind of what it is. Let's go through some of the dishes. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's a seasonal wild caught shrimp, mm-hmm. and as a result. The best way to enjoy it, honestly, is to use it where you would use a normal shrimp. It's just kind of an upgrade, right? Okay. So let's for, let's put this for example. Like one of the kind of standard dishes in Korea is tenjangjigae. Mm-hmm. You eat it. You can literally eat it every day. Sure. But you go to a kogi chip, a Korean barbecue place, yeah. and they'll serve you a hanu. Yes. And it's even better. Yeah, just because with some offcuts. With, right? some, with the offcuts <laughs> of the premium meat. Oh. Same dish, yeah. same ingredients, it's just better. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way Teha really shines. Put okay. into a normal shrimp dish and just elevate it that way. Oh, what have we got to start with then? So, even something as simple as the humble ramyun. Oh, some instant noodles yeah. with some seafood in yeah, it. Yeah, turn it into hemur ramyun or teha ramyun. Wow. It adds a depth to the flavor. Like the soup, I'm sure, does have some kind of extract of seafood in it, right? Right. Some crushed right. baby prawn shell or something like that. And then, so what you can do is, like, before you even boil it, you can make a quick stock just out of the, the, the shrimp heads. Oh, first, nice. And, just, and it adds just so much richness to whatever you're, uh, to whatever you're having. Oh, I'm a fan of that. That's yeah. good. And then you're you're familiar with kanjang kejang, right? Yes. And then there's kanjang seu, which kind of has, uh, was it resulted as a you know kind of offshoot trend of that. Uh huh. Which if you make it with teha, it's even better. So what these are, they're cured and so they're marinated, kind of in the way that. Uh, smoked salmon mm-hmm. is still technically raw, right? Sure. But it doesn't taste raw because it's cured and firmed up and it's tight and yeah. it's, it's, got a, it's got such a good pop to it. Same thing with shrimp. You could do the same. It's cured in soy sauce. It's not mushy like you would imagine a raw uh, raw prawn to be. Mm. It's got that great pop and it's so, and the flavor just penetrates in so deep. It's, it's so, so good, good. With, with a bowl of rice, right? Right. And, and so what? It's not always teha. It's most often maybe a different shrimp that normally they use for yeah that. the hindari uh-huh. But if you can do it with teha, it's even better. Upgrade. And then you're familiar with agutim. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, the monkfish with the bean sprouts. You can do the same thing with teha, a oh. teha kongnamurjim. I would like that more. I feel like there are lots of bean sprouts in this dish usually at mm-hmm. places. 
the agu is nice, but the teha, that texture would be a bit better for me. Right, yeah, and again, it's got that pop teha. Uh, was it um, agu can be a little gelatinous, a mm-hmm. little meaty, whereas teha's got that pop to it. Yeah. And then this version as well looks like it has some either some nakji, you know, uh, some crab in some there. Some crab as well. in there. Yeah, like, th- like this person's having a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. And then also when it's in season, you'll see it in Western dishes like pasta. They'll just pop it in They'll instead of a regular, instead of regular shrimp. Oh, yeah. I do like a seafood pasta as well, mm-hmm. be it cream or tomato-based. Sure. It just tastes amazing. And then if you wanted to taste it for what it is most, mm-hmm. what would you go for, maybe? So the most... The, so I think the, the kind of the flagship cooking method has to be sogumgui. Mm. So it literally translates to salt grilled. Yeah. But in reality, what you're really doing is steaming it over a bed of rock salt. Oh, okay. So there are a couple of reasons for this. Uh, it, it does add a bit of seasoning to it. Mm-hmm. So normally you'd have it like this, but you'd have the lid on so it all gets steamed. Sure. The rock salt, basically, it acts as a trivet. So uh, at the bottom, so kind uh-huh. of like you know, so so kind of like a rack. So okay. it allows the juices of the shrimp to fall down, uh-huh. evaporate, come back up, and oh. steam. So because you're steaming it in its own juices, it becomes all the more flavorful. The salt is added there, and I, the salt comes from a tradition of essentially. If you're in a seaside town mm-hmm. and you have access to Taha, you're going to have this really big crystallized uh, rock salt. Sure. And so instead of breaking out a metal rack to do this in, do oh. it over the salt that's available around you. That's practical, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if you're, uh, if, you're looking, if you're living in areas like Shinan mm-hmm. in, uh, in, uh, in South Cholado, yeah. that area is both known for its Taha. And its salt farms. Put them together. Exactly. Bish, the two bash, are bosh. often found in the same places. Yeah, that is a delicious way to have them. They don't taste like super salty. Don't look at the salt and think, oh my God, that would be completely salty. Because you've still got the skin and stuff. That 99% off, right? of the, the salt <laughs> remains in the pan. Absolutely. Matt, as ever, thank you for making us hungrier on a Friday. I hope you have a good weekend. And I hope you get to have some teha eventually when it comes into the uh, seafood markets. Likewise. And you know what? That's a great way to say goodbye. I hope hope you have some tea as well. <laughs> Thank you. You can listen to Dish of the Day with Chef Chung every Friday at 10am KST on Hashtag Daily K.